When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. On the LaTeX Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, this is Inside Tech Basketball with Brooke Storr and Eric Kunkel. Brought to you by Fanbase Rustin. All tech, all the time. Also by Origin Bank, the official bank of Louisiana Tech Athletics. Live at the Doghouse Sports Grill, official watch party host of La Tech Athletics. This is Inside Tech Basketball with Brooke Storr and Eric Conkle. Here are your hosts, Malcolm Butler and Dave Nitz. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Inside Tech Basketball. We're here at the Doghouse Sports Grill on North Homer Street in Ruston. First half hour, I'll be joined by Lady Texture head coach Brooke Store. We'll talk about uh, the Lady Texture's two home games this past weekend and look a, take a look forward to the Florida road swing that is coming up this week. And then the bottom of the hour, uh, Dave Nitz will be joined by Eric Conkle, and uh, they will talk all things Bulldog basketball. Uh, Brooke, welcome to the show. Thanks, Malcolm. Uh, your basketball team uh, came back home after a tough road trip out to Charlotte and Old Dominion the previous week and uh, had uh, two more tough games at the TAC this week. Uh, Thursday night, a very good Western Kentucky team. Uh, on Saturday, uh, a very good Marshall team. We'll talk about both those games. We were talking a little bit off the air before we went on just about 
uh, how good the league is this year. I don't think people really realize on the women's side. Right now there's three teams projected to make the NCAA tournament and from Conference USA on the women's side. Yeah, it's by far the best that's been top to bottom since we've been here. And, um, you know, we've been trying to get a second team in. And right now we have two teams in the top 31 RPI. Um, and then that's not even counting Rice, who's undefeated. Who hasn't lost a conference exactly. game in two so years. So we've got three teams projected in, in the latest bracketology. And, um, you know, Charlie's pretty pretty well on spot. Now it's, you know, it's February. It's still sure. early. But um, we haven't sniffed a second team in the last three years. And for us to have three in right now, is I think it's a big deal. It, it speaks um, to the level of play in our league and how we performed in the non-conference. And um, we're, I think we're 13th in the RPI, conference RPI. So um, by far the best we've been. Um, and, you know, for us, it's, you know, you don't want it to be a year like that when you've got freshmen and sophomores that you're you're counting on a lot. But there's been, I feel like we've been in every game with those teams. We've already played all three of them. Um, and, and we're talking about Rice, Rice Western Kentucky, and Old, Old Dominion. Dominion. Yeah, yeah, so um, very good, and, you know, I think that, um, you know, it just continues to speak to the level of play that, that our league has had, and um, I think it makes for an exciting time down the stretch in February and March. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good thing for the league. Obviously, you want you to be one of those three teams no, and then that people are talking about, but overall for the conference uh, would be a very good thing to get multiple teams uh, into the NCAA tournament on the women's side this year. Um, one of those teams came, excuse me, came to the Thomas Assembly Center on Thursday night, uh, Western Kentucky, uh, an old rival from the Sun Belt Conference days. And uh, when you coming in, uh, this is a team we've talked a lot uh, over the course of the last couple of weeks when we've played about, it seems like every week we're talking about the other team's defense. Uh, Western Kentucky, when you look at them, it starts on the offensive end of the court. No, no question. You've got um, two players in D. Givens and Raneem Eljadeway that um, average, you know, 17-16 a game. Um, and then you throw in Whitney Creech, who's double figures. They're, you know, 70-plus points a game, uh, very um, high-scoring team, like to push and transition, like to play fast, like to shoot the three. Um, and they hadn't shot the three all that well in conference play and um, um, felt like coming in, you know, they have five returning starters. Yeah, I'm really tired of um, playing these teams that have four seniors and five returning starters and all that. But um, Good news they is they'll did. be gone next exactly. year. Exactly. Um, because they had, you know, they had four seniors in the starting lineup, and one of those is a fifth year who's averaging 17 a game and um, one of the best players in the league. So we will be glad that they all graduate and, and get out of here. Um, but they're a very good team. And um, I thought, you know, a key for us was um, – Transition defense, getting the ball stopped early and finding Givens, uh, D. Givens, um, in transition from the three-point line. And I thought we did a really – we didn't get off to a great start, got down 15, but then came back and started uh, getting some stops. I think we went 17-0 on them there for a stretch, ended up taking the lead going into halftime. Felt really good about where we were. Came out in the third quarter, took a six-point lead, had a lead going into the fourth quarter, um, and really felt good about where we were. And – 73-71, uh, I think, with about two and a half minutes left. And um, we had a turnover that led to transition and then um, got to a two-possession game. And, you know, we gave a couple of offensive rebounds up. And I thought that was the difference in the fourth quarter of a few offensive rebounds that gave them extra possessions and then a few turnovers that led to transition for them. But I thought our team competed really hard. Um, we just had those moments where – and that's what's been kind of this group's Achilles heel is the – at the most critical moments, that focus and that attention to detail and just consistency has not been there. And I thought their seniors that were on the floor really 
I thought Creech took over, pushed in transition, got to the rim. We didn't stop the ball. Um, and that's what we had done a really good job of the whole game um, until that fourth quarter. And I thought she really kind of took over. And then um, El Tadeway got a couple of baskets inside. We gave up a, a transition uh, three that led to an offensive rebound and a score for them. So, um, But I thought we did some nice things, and I thought our, I thought our team competed well. We just did do the little things of finishing blockouts and um, – that's the difference in the game. Yeah, you mentioned the tough start. I mean, we're down 23 to 11 after the first quarter. You look up, you're down uh, 15 with about five and a half minutes to play in the second quarter. Just kind of felt like, at least from my perspective, I know from yours it doesn't necessarily, but dead in the water. And then all of a sudden, boom, <coughs> we flipped a switch, and those five and a half minutes, uh, you finish on, I think it was a 22 to four run, which included the 17 0 run you were talking about. Looked like world beaters. Yeah, and, and that's a team that we'd like to show up every day um, and I think some of it is just we've got to get consistent play from our veterans and that we can't count on one or two people to you know carry the load we need everybody and that's what this group has you know when we're good we're getting production from multiple players and it doesn't mean you know you have to have somebody that's 17 18 we need you know eight seven you know six rebounds and we had people that played you know significant minutes that didn't have a rebound and that just can't happen and that, you know it's something that we've got to continue to challenge this group with and grow and um you know i think that i think they're starting to understand that as hopefully as we head down the stretch here in, in conference play yeah, you know we've talked a lot about rebounding uh the last few weeks unfortunately because we've been on the wrong end of it um but uh, the the young lady mural i forgot thank you I knew how to pronounce it the night I did the game. But anyhow, one of the two Egyptians on that team, you know, that you're talking about a kid that's about, what, 5'10", 5'10 and a half, and not I, overly I, athletic. I, I promise you if we raced out in the parking lot, I'd beat her yes, right now. Yes, there's no clothes. doubt. But the kid pulls down 15 rebounds and nine, nine of offensive. them on the offensive end because she wanted the basketball. And that was the disappointing thing to me is, you know, we have a we have an opportunity to finish a possession and we let that – and no knock on that kid because she she went and got all 15 of them and all nine no on doubt. the offensive yeah. glass. But – you know, it's just rebounding is a relentless will to, to have the ball, to gain possession of the ball, whether it's positionally or um, just grit to go get it or, you know, sometimes it's just luck it comes your way. But I thought she did a really good job of, of finding the ball and just um, being able to secure it for a team and got them to the free throw line off a couple of those. Um, and that's, you know, it's just something that we didn't finish and I thought, you know, we were up on the glass the whole game right. until that fourth, fourth quarter, quarter, and that was yeah. the difference for us. And that's where we've got to lock in, and that, that relentless focus and effort has to really come through in those crucial times. And, you know, even with that, you know, I didn't think we played well to start the fourth quarter. We had a lead going into the fourth quarter. I think it was a one-point game. And even with that, I think we got down like six or seven, and then came back, and it's 73-71 with a chance to – you know, execute, we missed two point-blank layups yes. that, I mean, I'm still seeing that those two possessions. I mean, point-blank layups, and then it led to a layup on the other end, and that's that's deflating. Um, it's really hard to go black out and get a, a rebound or get a stop when that happens, but that's where we've got to grow and mature and, and understand. I thought we did that on Saturday because we didn't shoot it well on Saturday, but we still continue to do that on the other end. Well, uh, so we fall to Western Kentucky 84-75. Uh, turnaround on Saturday. You got Marshall rolling in here who had just won on the road in Hattiesburg on Thursday night. Uh, put Marshall, up 85. Yeah, they put on 85 points on Southern Miss. And 
Uh, Marshall's a team that can really fill it up. And, um, you know, obviously uh, my good friend Kyle Roberts did the broadcast. I know you all are talking about possibly not letting me come back <laughs> since he won and I've been losing on the radio. He is so 3-0, He's 3-0 and when he takes over, I know. telling you. So uh, we're going to let him take one of these when we play like uh, Rice in uh, right. Houston and see if he can win that one. That's I'm going right. to step away. Um, but your team uh, played extremely well, defended extremely well. Uh, you were playing without your leading scorer, Kiana Walker, uh, who missed because of a funeral she was attending back home. Uh, and you come away with the 60-50 to 50 victory, and this one was all about defense and rebounding. No question. You know, we just challenged them. We just said, you know, and this was the deal on Thursday, of we need, you know, we, we've had one conference game where we've had a double-figure rebounder, and that just can't happen. Um, I mean, not when we watch a kid that's, five foot nine or five foot eight and not very athletic go get nine offensive boards um we needed someone to get 10 we needed two others to get five and um, i thought we really responded with that analar gets uh 14 grayson has nine Razel has seven to get raised um, rebound i know five foot nothing. she's had two games of seven this year in conference play um but that's what we've got to have and when when you look at that the ability for us to li- limit them to one shot and not foul um, I thought we defended really well, and it started with our transition. We watched some film on, on Friday. We challenged them with some transition um, clips that we had were pretty poor in on Thursday night against Western Kentucky that kind of ignited their run um, there at the end in the fourth quarter. And I thought they responded really well, and I thought they communicated really well. And I thought it was the best as far as ha- game as far as having the fewest defensive breakdowns that we've had all year. And, I, you know, I thought they did a really nice job and just really proud of their effort and their concentration um, during that time because we didn't shoot it well. Right. Um, Shot and, a lot of threes in this game. Well, I think our first four baskets were threes. Right. And, you know. 31 threes attempted. I don't know if that might be a season high. Uh, only 24 twos. Was it how they were playing us defensively? Yeah, but we got a few. The ones we hit in the first quarter were all in transition, um, but it was defensive rebounds by guards that led to gotcha. runouts, which, you know, that's that's really hard to guard. Um, and honestly, it's what we'd given up in some conference games. But I thought we did a really nice job of that. And limiting them to one shot, I thought it was reflective in their shooting percentage. Um, they didn't get multiple attempts at a sh- as as on offense as her possession and then um, not fouling and not putting them at the free throw line. So I thought we did a really nice job on that and just really uh, credit to our team and their ability to communicate and balance back. Those That's a quick turnaround. You know, it's not yeah. like we played a 7 o'clock game on Saturday night. We play a late game on Thursday night, then they go to class, and it's a quick turnaround, um, and you really don't do much live. We didn't do anything live on Friday, and we walk through stuff. We watch film. We walk through stuff. It's it's a big mental day, and then we actually went live against our guys, um, our practice squad on Saturday morning at shoot around, and I thought um, they did a great job preparing us. And obviously, they don't get a, a ton of credit um, or notoriety for what they do, but we we certainly appreciate the job that they do for us and running um, our opponents' offense and defense and giving us a, a really good look against bigger, faster, stronger athletes. Uh, Grayson Bright had a good week for you offensively at 25, which was a career high in that loss to Western Kentucky on Thursday night. Followed that up with 14 points. You mentioned the nine rebounds in the game against Marshall. Yeah, and that's what we need. You know, that's a senior stepping up. And she was disappointed in her in her performance the week prior at Old Dominion and Charlotte. And she came in on Monday. We had a good conversation. And um, her heart's in the right spot, and she wants to do well, and she wants to lead this team and finish well. And I thought, um, you know, for for Grayson, it's all about her energy, and she she brings such 
energy to our team and um, on the court and just when she doesn't have that then it impacts everybody else and I thought she was extremely aggressive on the glass and then getting to the rim and everything to the rim and not settling for a jumper and when she does that it's reflective in her shooting percentages um, all week and I think that that was really big and that's what this team needs we need that consistent production from her and and it doesn't mean that she has to take 15 shots it's where she's getting them and getting to the free throw line I thought um and this is a little thing, and you know you probably don't notice this if you're just watching the game as a fan, but our inbound execution was tremendous. Um, I think there were three baseline inbounds that we either didn't get fouled on or didn't score on, and we had covered a couple of things in shoot-around on Saturday morning, and we're very detailed in those, those things, and I think our ability to execute um, in those situations was huge. I thought it was a difference in the game for us, and um, a lot of that was um, – you know, Amber Dixon finding the, the, the open player, and I thought it was um, Grayson and Lota and Rays and um, Analar cutting to open space against their switch and how they played their, their zone on the inbounds. Needed a win, obviously. Uh, just talk a little bit about, you know, the mentality, what you said in the locker room after the game was over and what you've, you know, you've been around the girls the last two days, how they are. Well, I, you know, we've been out of the locker room for about three weeks now, and so I was getting a little beaten down with that. I wanted to get back in there, and, you know, we felt like we gave them a goal of you get back in there by going 10-5-5 five, and five on the glass. And so immediately after the game when we walk in to our little makeshift area where we've been, um, I told them 14-9-7 and seven will get it for them, so go down to your locker room and you can get back in. And I thought they just needed to experience something good happening and you know I think we all do but I think it's really easy for us to sit around and say that what are your actions and what kind of change are you making in order to make that happen you can't just sit around and talk about oh we you know we just need a win or we just need this to happen how are we going to make it happen and what's the plan and what are you doing as an individual to help your team get to that point and I thought we were very specific on how we were going to do it um and they, I thought they, you know, responded to that. I thought they were very good. They understand that we've played a very difficult portion of the schedule. Um, they understand that our road games have been at Old Dominion, who's projected to be in the NCAA tournament with a 31 RPI, at Charlotte, who's been very difficult at home. I think they're like 57 in the RPI. Um, and, you know, at Rice. And those are difficult games. Now, would we like to have a couple of, of them back at North Texas? Absolutely. You know, it's one you let get away and UTSA at home. Um, but we've played some difficult teams. We feel like we're at a point in the schedule where we needed something good to happen to build a little confidence before we go back on the road. Um, and we feel like we have some games that, you know, are very winnable for us. And, you know, I told them today, I said, it's not what we did in November, December, or January that really matters and that anybody cares about. It's what we do in February and March. And that's what, you know, that's what you have to build for. And um, I think that, that this, this group believes that and they understand that. And we'll just continue to stay positive and, and teach and correct and encourage and um, hold accountable. And um, hopefully we'll, we'll get different results here in this second half. Yeah, the second half. We'll start on the road this week. We'll talk a little bit about that when we come back. We'll be right back with more of Inside Tech Basketball. You're listening to the LaTeX Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. 
Bulldog fans, come out to the Doghouse Sports Grill in Ruston on Monday nights at 6 p.m. to watch Eric Conkle and Brooke Store talk Bulldog and Lady Texter basketball with host Dave Nitz and Malcolm Butler. Doghouse is just a few steps from Louisiana Tech campus and has been serving fan favorites for 20 years. Doghouse Sports Grill, the official watch party location for Louisiana Tech athletics. It's where the Bulldogs and Texters eat. We're about living in the moment. You know, that moment when you open a Pepsi and hear the music. We're the doers, the shakers, the tastemakers. The ones who dance to their own beat. The ones who stay cool when things heat up. Whether the party is big or small. We're the ones who never want it to end. The ones who can't stop. And never will. The beat starts at Pepsi.com. Pepsi. Live for now. Injured athletes need quality care to get back into the game. And teams in our region understand they can score big points when they choose Willis-Knighton Sports Medicine for their athletes. Only Willis-Knighton offers four nationally recognized hospitals, professional orthopedic and sports medicine centers, sophisticated rehabilitation, and the largest group of orthopedic specialists in the region. Whether you're a high school, college, or pro athlete, WK Sports Medicine has you covered. For more of Inside Tech Basketball, live from the Doghouse Sports Grill. Special thanks to loyal Louisiana Tech supporters Burt Davis and staff for serving up the best burgers in the area during tonight's Inside Tech Basketball. Make sure to come in and eat where the dogs and the Lady Textures eat prior to your next Bulldog or Lady Texture home game. The Doghouse Sports Grill, where the Bulldogs and the Lady Textures are always on. Uh, real quickly, I want to thank uh, anybody who braved the weather tonight to come out and join us here at the Doghouse Sports Grill. Obviously, it's been raining all day, and I think uh, it's supposed to rain for about the next 48 hours or 48 days, something like that. There's a lot of rain projected for the forecast. As so. long as we can get to Miami and back there without a 20-hour travel day. Amen on that. Before we talk about this Florida road swing, one thing I want to back up on. Um, at halftime on Thursday night, we honored Mary Kay Hungate. Uh, it, early February, there's always one day that is picked as uh, Girls and Women's in Sports Day, uh, where you honor either somebody who played, somebody who coached, somebody who just had a great influence on, on girls and women's in the athlete, in sports. And, and uh, Mary Kay Hungate's been doing it for more than four decades as a coach and as an administrator. And I guess just a little bit about uh, your feelings about Mary Kay. I know you, your relationship with her goes back to when you were a player here. Yeah, no, no doubt. I thought, you know, Mary Kay, there's no better advocate for, you know, our student female student athletes and our, our female coaches um, and it's been that way for you know like you said four decades and I think about when I, I've had an opportunity to sit down with her and, and talk about some of those early times at, as Title IX was coming about and what they went through and where they you know the opportunities that they didn't have and what they fought for um, it just makes me extremely grateful um, number one for her leadership and her friendship and just having a mentor that that is you know, blazed a trail for all of us and the opportunities that we have. Um, but you, you 
take a when you hear her talk about it and and we've had some conversations where she's been pretty emotional about it because it's it means a lot to her to see what you know how far things have come and i think we still have a long way to go but um it's really neat to to be able to have someone with that type of perspective and to know the amount of hours and years and blood, sweat, and tears and just the investment that she's had, um, not only here at Louisiana Tech, but back home um, in Illinois and, and as just an incredible high school coach and the lives that she impacted there um, and then what obviously what she's done here in Ruston. Um, I look back on my time as a student athlete and, and then as an assistant and now back here as a head coach. of um, She's just a great advocate for um, women's sports and, and our, our female athletes and certainly someone that I'm grateful um, that that I get to be a part of. A lot of people don't realize, I mean, she was a, she was a Hall of Fame high yeah. school coach up in Illinois. In fact, she was named the uh, USA Today, the 1985 USA Today National Girls Coach of the Year. Uh, she led that program to uh, Illinois state record, 63 straight wins at one point. Obviously came down to Louisiana Tech, hired by Leon Barmore in 85-86. Uh, spent five years on the Lady Texture staff, was part of the staff in 1988 uh, when we won the national championship and then uh, moved over to the administrative side and uh, has been doing that for almost 30 years now. And, I'm, and much like you, I spent a lot of time in Mary Kay's office. Uh, she's somebody that I'll go to very quickly uh, for advice and some direction. So A lot it, of wisdom there, yes, for sure. And it was cool. Her mom, uh, coincidentally enough, who lives in Illinois, was down. It was the first time she had been uh, down here in about 20 years, Mary Kay said, and it was just a coincidence that she was here. And so she was at the game and able to see Mary Kay honored. So I thought that was cool, Pretty too. awesome. I hate I missed it at halftime. I was trying to get sure. talk to her, and she goes, well, you had a little more important things to do. But I, I loved it because she's very uh, behind the scenes. Yeah, she, she does want not any want notoriety. to be out front, yeah. yes. So for, for Tommy and the staff to be able to do that for her, I thought was really big. I know it meant a lot to her. And, I'm certainly glad that we could honor her that way. I and sorry, we'll move on. Yeah, but no. I was talking to Daria McCutcheon's mom after the game, and I don't know if you know this, but um, she's about four years younger than Nora Lewis, okay. uh, Daria's mom, and and she's from Illinois, and they played like she played against Mary Kay's I, teams wow. in high school, and so I, did not I thought know that. that was a, a neat connection. That is a um, neat connection there for her. Well, it was it was it was neat to see and very deserving. Tommy actually had to almost pull her out onto the court because again, if you know Mary Kay, she does not like to be She'd recognized. She'd rather be back in that tunnel. Exactly. Uh, you got a couple of games on the road this week, Florida. You got FIU on Thursday, Florida Atlantic on Saturday. Uh, every game's important, but these are two really big ones because right now, you know, right now you're just trying to qualify, and then from that we try to worry about positioning. And these are two of the teams that we're kind of fighting with down there uh, in that area. Yeah, no question. I think, you know, obviously getting that Marshall game at home was big for us, and then if we can get, you know, these two on the road this week, which is always very difficult. And um, honestly, you look at their record and you go, oh, they're, you know, they're, they're better this year, both of well, them. Well, I mean, they both have talent yeah. on their rosters, and. Um, you know, we just don't want to catch them hot at home and uh, on a night where we don't shoot it well or we don't like we've got to be fully engaged. Um, and I think I think they run some good stuff. I think, you know, FIU has a post player inside that that can really um, be dominant. And they've had some guards that have had some really good shooting nights. So we've got to do a great job defensively, keep them off the glass. And then we've got to be uh, aggressive and attack. Um, both teams like to switch a lot, and so um, that's something that we've got to be able to address offensively of attacking their switches and uh, making sure we 
can score the basketball. And um, But, again, if you're going to win on the road, you've got to be able to defend and rebound, and we've got to be able to do that very well this week. And you mentioned earlier, you know, two years ago when we made that trip, it was it was a nightmare. I mean, we couldn't get out of Monroe, and by the time we did, our connection in, Dallas, uh, in Atlanta, we had missed. And long story short, I think we got to the hotel about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning and then had to, had to tip at noon on a Thursday because it was the education They were gracious enough to back it up a, for whole, a whole hour. hour. Yeah, and uh, – Got beat, uh, I think, by two points double there. Double overtime. Yep, double overtime, and then lost. Uh, it was just it, that was a tough road trip, one that I don't look back on fondly. I know you don't either. It's certainly not, you know, and it felt like that was, you know, I can just remember getting back to the hotel after that game on Thursday at, you know, noon and getting back to the hotel, and I was just exhausted, and I didn't even play. Right. And, you know, I just know how our players probably felt and then just have to be able to regroup and, um, quickly turn the page and, and play again on Saturday afternoon. So, you know, it's it's a big trip. Every Like you said, every one of them is big from here on out. And, um, you know, I think our players understand that and um, we'll go compete and, and, and give a great effort. I think, um, you know, we've got to be able to handle FAU zone. Um, they'll run some different traps and looks at you. And, um, we've got to be able to take care of the basketball and, and knock down open shots. They've got a, a transfer, last name Prim, pretty yeah, good player. Yeah, very good player. Dad's a assistant coach. She's grad transfer from Auburn, um, had a really good non-conference and um, has played well for him during conference play, really good athlete, uh, bigger guard. So we've got to do a great job against her. And then they've got a, a post player inside, um, Gay, that's pretty good too as well, um, French French kid, junior college uh, transfer. But um both rosters have talent on them, um, and we've got to do a great job of playing really well on the road. Uh, one of the positives for us is that Saturday game is an afternoon game, and we're going to actually get to fly out afterwards. Now, we won't get to Dallas until about 11 o'clock, I think, on Saturday night, and they'll bus home, so we'll get in here about 3 o'clock in the morning, but That's I'd okay. rather that than spend Sunday traveling. Yeah, I would rather not have to get up on Sunday morning and, and fly back and then get delayed like we did last weekend right. and have to – spend our whole day traveling and then you know our students just don't get a true day off and then we're we're getting kind of to the crunch time of the quarter and you know you want them to be back so they can get rest and and prepare academically for the week ahead and um, I think that's something that's you know it's really important but we've got some business to take care of on the road this week and um, hopefully we'll be able to do that well we wish you the best of luck again FIU on Thursday night, uh, that one will tip at 6 o'clock Central Time. And then uh, Florida Atlantic on Saturday, that one will tip at 1 o'clock Central Time. Of course, you can hear both of those games over on KNBB. Best of luck on the road this week, Brooke. Thanks, Malcolm. When we come back, Dave Nitz will be joined by Eric Conkle. They'll talk Bulldog basketball. We'll be back for more of Inside Tech Basketball live from the Doghouse Sports Grill. Have you noticed more and more families in your neighborhood have easy-go carts from Fairway Carts in Minden? That's because they've found out how much fun and how convenient an easy-go multi-passenger cart is. Why not join them? Fairway Carts has a good selection of easy-go gas and electric multi-passenger carts in many styles and colors with a whole slew of custom accessories. Visit the showroom on Highway 531 in Minden or call Fairway Carts at 371-CART. Bulldog fans, when you're looking for new lot tech gear, look no further than Fanbase Ruston. You can come in the store in historic downtown Ruston or shop from anywhere on our all-new website with even faster service. With over 70 different styles, you will not find a larger selection of tech gear anywhere. So for wherever you're shopping from, check us out at FanbaseRuston.com. Fanbase Ruston, all tech, all the time. 
A great smile can be your most attractive feature, helping you express health, success, and sincerity. This is Dr. Paige Valentine. At Trenton Dental Center, our goal is to help you have a winning smile by providing you with superior dental care in a relaxed, friendly environment. From toddlers to seniors, our experienced staff at Trenton Dental Center welcomes you. Trenton Dental Center, located at 1605 North Trenton in Ruston and online at trentondentalruston.com. Bulldog fans, help the red and blue go green by recycling on Bulldog and Lady Texters game days. In partnership with the City of Ruston, Graphics Packaging International, and Pepsi, Louisiana Tech Athletics is working towards a more sustainable game day. Be on the lookout for the City of Ruston blue recycling bins to dispose all paper, plastic, and aluminum products. While you're watching the game, enjoy a refreshing Pepsi, and then dispose of your bottle and conveniently locate a receptacle throughout the stadium concourse. Ruston residents, for more information and to sign up for curbside recycling, visit rustonrecycles.org today. We're back for more Inside Tech Basketball live from the Doghouse Sports Grill here at Ruston. I'm Dave Nitz along with the head coach of the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs, uh, Eric Conkle. Bulldogs had a tough road trip going to Western Kentucky and Marshall this past week, but uh, you have to look back, as Eric always says, there's only one game at a time, and uh, if you win, it's still just one game. If you lose, it's still one game, and the tough one at Western Kentucky was the fact that we just got off to a bad start, didn't we? We did on both areas, and you give Western Kentucky credit. They came out, they were fired up, and they had a great crowd. Um, and they, they really hit on all cylinders from offensive execution and, and, and caused us some pause from offense uh, from a standpoint of their, their press to their changing defenses. Uh, we just didn't get off to a good start in some of our uh, those turnovers offensively, and that's really been uh, – the, the common denominator to the two losses this week was we just turned the ball over way too much and turned into good offense for the other team. Yeah, you know, not only did the team have a tough time, did we also on the broadcast too, uh, we lost connections. And uh, so, uh, you know, I, I think it was about 12 minutes to go or something like that in the, in the first half. And all of a sudden, John Tabor, a producer back at our flagship station here at Ruston, said, Dave, you're cutting out. Then all of a sudden we lost it. And uh, the time we got back uh, on the air was uh, the start of the second half. And, of course, I was trying to do it by cell phone a little bit. And I look up, and we're down by 20 at halftime. And I said, what happened? (laughs) Anyway, I missed a lot of things there. But uh, uh, Western Kentucky played quite well, and uh, they've got a good basketball team, no doubt about it. And they play awfully good at home. Yeah, they haven't lost a conference game at home. They've lost one game there overall. I know they beat Arkansas there at home. And, uh, and they were they were coming off two losses on the road. And it's, it's a challenge on the road. And um, they, they've got a good team. They were picked preseason number one. And they've just got a nice way of, uh, of moving the basketball and had guys hot and from different areas. And, but more than, all, more than anything, I, I'm just disappointed in the way we took care of the basketball. And it really made it hard on us. You know, look, going into that game, they had one guy, uh, Tavion Hollingsworth. I, I thought... I, I thought we did a good job against him because he only scored eight points, and he'd been their leading scorer all season. Yeah, he came in at 18 a game, and they don't play very many guys, and that's what makes them so unique is they they don't foul much. They change their defenses a lot. They play a lot of zone. Uh, they will play some man-to-man, but uh, their guys are going to play. Their starting five is going to play 35 minutes a game, and all five of those guys can score. They're all 6-5 and under. Um, six five six six, but they're all between six two and six six, so they're switchable, 
and uh, each one of them have some type of scoring ability, whether it's Anderson getting to the basket or Williams, their their quote unquote five man who can shoot threes or drive it to the to the rim. So tough cover. We did not do a good job, and uh, you know hopefully we get another opportunity to play them again. Well, there's one thing about it for Western Kentucky. You talk about you know the way they can shoot the ball. They also can move that ball around so quickly. Even if you make a basket on your end, they get the ball out of the the net so quickly and get it up floor, it's almost like a press wouldn't even do any good because they're already set down in their offense. And those are some of the things that we had talked about, that that if if you press and and don't get it set, then you're really at a disadvantage uh, because they're really looking for quick outlet, throw it up the floor as fast as they can. And um, it's something that we talked about a couple of different game plans to attack that. Um, we were hoping to be in a great position to score more often because the worst thing you can do is have a live ball turnover and, and, and then not even get set at all. Well, of course, you did cut the lead, I think, to 12 or maybe 10 in that second half, and, and you did a much better job defensively, I thought, in the second half than you did the first half. Yeah, we, we took care of the basketball. We, we were able to get shots, and then we were able to set our defense much better. We got the, we got it down to 10 with 11 minutes to go and really felt like we were getting in a good rhythm. And then we turned it over four out of five possessions. And, and that just really it took the lead to, to 13 for them and then another basket to 15. And we just weren't able to really be competitive, get that game into a competitive uh, difference from that point forward. You know, and basically a lot of the same things happen with the game at Marshall on Saturday. But I know uh, on the bus coming, I guess, going to the airport in Charleston on Saturday, I know you talked to one of your uh, student manager, thank KJ, about t- breaking down the turnovers and, uh, you know, who made the turnovers, what time did they make the turnover, what was the result of the turnover, what did you find out in all of that? Well, I found out that we're turning it over a lot of different ways, unfortunately. <laughs> um, you know, there's there's dead ball turnovers, like a shot clock violation, a travel. Um, we're aggressively trying to catch, and we call it ripping to the basket, and sometimes we're jabbing. Uh, we had three turnovers of that on Saturday of, of just a slide of the pivot foot. And, of course, every game's officiated a little bit differently. But, um, and then there's live ball turnovers. But we're, we're finding more than anything, and the thing that we really worked on today is we, we talk about paint touches all the time, getting the ball to the paint and then making a really good decision. And at times we're making the difficult pass that turns into a turnover. Sometimes we're having what we even call a shot turnover. We had some of those on Saturday. We're taking a very difficult shot, trying to attack a chest of a defender. But uh, more often than not, we're we're making turnovers off the dribble or a dribble into a pass and uh, not being accurate with that pass. Do you think a lot of times that uh, they get too sped up at times that uh, those turnovers happen like that when they are trying to make things happen that's not there yet? Could be. You know, and and again, it's it's part of the way – uh, we want to play. We want to be aggressive. Sure. We want to get the ball to the paint. And sometimes when you when you really have that aggressive mindset and trying to get there, uh, you, you make a, a poor decision. Um, but you got to be able to live with some of those. We, we we say if we can have 11 turnovers or less, that's that's really good. I mean that's that puts you in the top uh, 30 in the country. Um, but in the last few games, we're averaging around 15 or 16, and and that's too many. And so we've got to just find ways to limit. The, the travels, we had a couple uh, footwork travels, uh, dead ball turnovers, and, and some others uh, that we've just got to be able to limit. Yeah, you know, I've always said, you know, a lot of times those turnovers come where 
a player is getting ready to take a shot, instead of taking the dribble and then, you know, doing the move, they'll take the step first, and most nine times out of ten, they're going to be called for traveling. No no question. No, the, the, the footwork, the fundamental of stepping into the, the ball, being ready to shoot, and then if that shot's not there, being able to properly uh, go right or left, uh, it, it is a skill. And to do it quickly and do it without sliding your foot, uh, it's something that we, we spend a lot of time on really every day in some fashion. And uh, right now we're just not in a great rhythm offensively, and we've got to get better. Yeah, and, and also from an offensive standpoint, I, I can't remember what the date was, but I know Kane does, but uh, when the last time we didn't have a player in double figures, which we didn't have on Thursday night, that's uh, very unlike a Louisiana Tech basketball team. Yeah, you know, we had a number of guys, you know, eight, nine points, but yeah. but we, we needed to score better, and, and that comes from, uh, you know, turning the basketball over 15 times to – not really getting to the free throw line, uh, although we tried, um, yeah. but uh, and then shooting the basketball better than what we did. You know, I'm not saying anything against the officiating, but you know, there's times you look at it when uh, what the uh, Western Kentucky shot 23 free throws, Tech shot four free throws, and all four of those came in the second half. I mean, there was a discrepancy in my mind in what I saw. Well, you the stats say it, uh, yeah. but. But, you know, uh, the way Western plays and the way they've played all year long, they going into that game, they had shot, they had made 90 more free throws than their opponents had attempted. And some of that comes into the, the different ways that they play defense. Uh, they're really a, a, a pack it in, non-fouling, but yet they run you off the three-point line. They really try to send help to the rim, and then they really tried hard not to foul. And they do that with their zones and then their three-quarter court pressure. But... They're a low assist team because they're constantly trying to drive it hard and get to the basket. And, but that type of discrepancy, that's thats thats a little bit extreme. Yeah, it really is. Well, I've seen a couple of games. I know even their game with Marshall, I think they shot, uh, guys, I don't know how many more free throws than Marshall did in their game, the last game they played at Western Kentucky. So this wasn't something new that had happened at, uh, at Western Kentucky. But uh, some of those things you just have to live with and have to drive through it and uh, – as a player, I know it's sometimes it's hard to live with that. You know, you say, boy, you know, I'm, uh, I'm doing everything I can do to try to do the things right, and then all of a sudden I get whistled for it. So, you know, it's just something they have to live with and have to go to the next play. And that's hard to do from a player's standpoint, as you know. Oh, it's it's, uh, it's hard for a coach, too. <laughs> it's it's uh, You get emotional, and, and you you got to hold your composure and move on to the next play, and and it, and it is challenging. We, we say that, hey, don't let one mistake turn into a second one quickly. And uh, those are the types of plays that can, can frustrate you. And, and we did get frustrated, and I thought it affected both sides of the ball. Well, I'll tell you from a coaching standpoint, I don't know how you hold your cool as much as you do sometimes. I mean, I think if I was coaching, that would be bad because I'd be probably fined or kicked out of the league or something like that because I'd be I'd be in their face. I'd be a Bobby Knight of, of basketball. Did you get to, by the way, did you get to see that honor Bobby Knight at halftime at the Indiana I game? I did. I, I, had, I had it on when oh, we were at the hotel because it was right as we were getting uh, right before our pregame meal. And, of course, we were at Indiana earlier in the year. Right. And that was my first time ever there. But, um, you know, I, I grew up in those, in those times. I remember one of my first ever – 
Final Fours watching on TV was when they won it in 87. And um, so that was that was a special thing. Yeah, I thought it was great for them to honor Bobby Knight while he was still alive. And I understand he's not in real good health. So it was great for him to bring him back uh, while he was still being able to see and enjoy it. Yeah, it was an alumni day, and, and even the you know the great players that you saw oh, my. <laughs> on the TV that were there at half court. Um, I know they were celebrating the uh, I think the '80 championship team and, and so forth. But that's that's a that's a neat thing about coaching and being part of a team and being able to come back to your school. And I know we we love our Legends Day here when everybody comes back, and uh, we've got got the board in our office now where a lot of people have come back to sign it. So that's that's a special thing. We'll be right back with more Inside Tech Basketball in a moment from the Doghouse Sports Grill. You're listening to the Law Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Loyalty is the foundation of great relationships. At Origin Bank, relationship banking is not just a term we use. It's a way of doing business that's been at the heart of our company for over a century. Louisiana Tech and Origin Bank have a long history of partnering to improve our communities in North Louisiana and beyond. Origin Bank is the official bank of Louisiana Tech Athletics and an ever-loyal community partner. Origin Bank and Louisiana Tech, a winning team. Bank Original, member FDIC. The Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, the highly recognized mark of distinction in college athletics across all divisions, both men's and women's sports. Follow your favorite team's pursuit for excellence in this prestigious annual award through the directorscup.com, USA Today, or L Directors' Cup on Twitter. Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, the crowning achievement in college athletics since 1993. Super One Foods is right there with you in the stands at every LaTeX Bulldog football game. Become a tailgating legend with all the super savings throughout the store. Certified Angus beef, chips, and soft drinks at super low prices. While you're there, register your child to become a first kick kid and join Super One Foods as a proud supporter of the LaTeX Bulldogs as they pounce the competition with a taste of victory. Register your child today and cheer on the Bulldogs with Super One Foods. Hard work, experience, and dedication. Traits needed for success in both sports teams and medical teams. At Louisiana Pain Care, we are dedicated to treating your pain. Doctors Ledbetter, Gordon, Fort, and Ellis work hard to ensure they get you back to your life, whether it's playing a sport, playing with grandchildren, or just waking up without pain. Louisiana Pain Care wants you to live a life without limits. Ask your doctor today if Louisiana Pain Care is right for you, and check us out at LAPainCare.com. That's LAPainCare.com. Our special thanks to loyal Louisiana Tech supporter, uh, supporter Burke Davis and his staff for serving up some of the best foods in the area during tonight's Inside Tech Basketball. Matter of fact, Burt uh, got me a, a special uh, treat of chicken and dumplings before the game, and that was really great. So if you ever come out, just ask for that chicken and dumplings. I think he's going to put that on the order. So make sure you come in and enjoy uh, the food here at the Doghouse Sports Grill, where the Bulldogs are always on. Well, the Bulldogs had traveled up, traveled up to Huntington, West Virginia on Friday and then on Saturday to take on the herd at uh, the Henderson uh, Center. And uh, a ball game that uh, really the first half of the game and the second half of the game, Eric, was almost completely different because the first half you were able to get it inside and Muhammad and Gordon were really dominating the first half. And then the second half, 
they just collapsed on the inside on you and said, okay, if Tech's going to beat us, they're going to have to beat us on the outside, and we couldn't make the shots that we need to make. Was that pretty much summing up? Yeah, and then I, I thought in, in the same time they really spread us out, and it changed the way we tried to guard them because, um, you know, they started spraying threes. Even late in the first half, we had a 12-point lead, and then they hit a couple threes and got the game down to four. And then in the second half, Byers, who just had one of those incredible games, he, he made 11 threes all season long, goes six for nine in this game and uh, at the five spot. So, you know. With, and he's six foot nine. Yes. So he, he was, they were stretching the floor with him, and it, it put us in a, a really precarious situation with a guy, especially like Gordon and Muhammad, where, you know, we're trying to get them inside, but yet they're trying to chase around uh, a guy that's shooting a lot of threes and, and they got loose there, and and then once you get loose from three, it can open up some other things because we're trying to chase three-point shooters, and they made, a I think, a season-high 13, and it hadn't been really what Marshall had been doing all season long. Not this year. Not this year, no. Yeah, with John Elmore and C.J. Burks uh, the previous years, you know, 13 three-pointers wasn't nothing to that team. No, not at all. I mean, you're right. And this this year's team, like we, we came in, and uh, I thought had they had – they, been executing and shooting the three like they had all season long uh that was really what our game plan was geared toward then we looked to adjust that and then they got a couple couple inside baskets later but even so we we had a chance uh we put ourselves in a position where uh they airball a shot it lands in buyer's hands and he he shoots like a eight foot fade away with mo all over him and outstretched his hand i thought for sure he was going to block it he shot it so high and it drops in the net and uh, you know, then it goes overtime, and we just couldn't just couldn't get get through. And again, the turnovers, 18 turnovers, and like you said earlier, you know, you could live with 11 turnovers in a game, but you can't live with 15 like you had at Western and 18 at Marshall. You just can't live with that, can you? No, it's challenging. And even though it was an overtime game where you could maybe live with 12, but <laughs> but we're we're just turning it over too much. And in in, in key situations, two and a half minutes to go. Um, you know, we got to get a shot. And it was a highly physical, highly contested game. Both teams playing extremely hard. Great crowd there at Marshall. Uh, but those are the moments where we've got to be better. We've got to take care of the basketball and just make sure that we get the best shot we can each time down. When was the last time you were involved with any basketball team where you have six players in double figures and then lose? It's been a while, you know. <laughs> That's it, amazing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, it's great balance, and we had a lot of guys contribute, and, um, you know, other, three other guys still scored a bucket, but that type of balance is what we want, and uh, we've got to defend better, I believe, and told the team today that we'll, we'll defend better if we turn the basketball over less because they're getting easy baskets from those turnovers. Um you know, we gave the team a great stat today that we're, we're 15 and 0 when we win the points off turnover, and that comes from the turnover margin, and and we got to get that right, and that's that's all we're focused on this week. I think uh, Muhammad uh, a double double, 12 points, 12 rebounds. I think it was the sixth time this year that he has had a double double, and boy, at times he just looks dominating when he gets it inside. And he can use either hand too. Yes, and he came out with great energy, ran the floor, got a nice layup. Um, you know, we, we were clicking really well early, and, uh, and and even with Andrew Gordon, we were able to get the ball inside to him, and, and he got some really nice offensive rebounds. He had four offensive boards, and most of those were stick-back points too. So, um, 
really happy to see that production from those guys. Those guys didn't miss a shot, and uh, that's 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 really nice. And we got to build off of that. Gordon is really starting to come along, isn't he? He is. You know, he, he was uh, giving you some good minutes. Yeah, and, and it's it's one of those things that he keeps doing that. It it, it keeps creating more opportunities for him and. Uh, we haven't played him and Mo together, but I told him, I said, you, you keep playing like that, and you keep getting better and better, and you show that you can defend different guys, then then that that might change my thinking in certain lineups that we look to play. We'll be back and talk about what's coming up this week for the Bulldogs. That's all coming up next on the LaTeX Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. At Rustin Eye and Vision, Dr. Brad Anders is here to meet all of your eye care needs. We do it all, from glasses and contacts to diabetic eye exams, glaucoma, redness, or dry eyes. At Rustin Eye and Vision, we prescribe Zeiss eyeglass lenses for the clearest optics and the highest quality of vision. Dr. Anders is happy to see patients of all ages, including infants and children. Call Rustin Eye and Vision today at 318-232-6552 to schedule an appointment. Or just stop on by our office in the new expansion of Rustin Commons on Farmerville Highway, north of I-20 in Rustin. Are physical limitations or pain impacting your ability to move, function, and enjoy life? If so, it is time to get physical. Physical Therapy Balance Centers of Ruston and Jonesboro is unlike any therapist clinic you've been to before. Our highly skilled, compassionate team of physical therapists are 100% focused on achieving optimal health and wellness for you so you can get back to living the life you enjoy. Let us talk to you about how we can help you love your life again. Physical Therapy and Balance Centers. Spelled different because we are different. At Century Next Bank, we don't just do business in our communities. We invest in them, and that means investing in you. We are here for all the moments in your life, from your very first car to the day you walk down the aisle to the day you celebrate your retirement. We are here for all the moments in your life, life's experiences that define you. When a bank becomes more than a checking account or a loan, we are here. Century Next Bank, what's next for you? Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. While other golf car manufacturers are just getting around to lithium batteries, EasyGo leads the way. A new EasyGo from Fairway Carts in Minden with a lithium battery delivers much longer battery life. Their batteries are maintenance-free, deliver consistent performance, and come with an unprecedented eight-year battery warranty. Choose the leader in lithium battery technology, EasyGo from Fairway Carts in Minden. Visit the showroom or call 371-CART. You know, where the Bulldogs are on the road, the Doghouse Sports Grill is your always your away game watch party destination. You can call today, make your reservations for away games because this is the place to be. The Doghouse Sports Grill, where the Bulldogs are always on. Well, a couple of games coming up this week on our, uh, I guess, the regular schedule. <laughs> Lack for a better description. Uh, 6.30 on Thursday night against FIU. 2 o'clock on Saturday afternoon against FAU, and of course, you. this is the first time this year you've played either one of those ball clubs. What do you know about either one of these teams going into th- this week? Yeah, FIU's got a really talented team. Uh, you know, they're, we're tied for third with them in the standings, and uh, Coach Ballard's got a group that they, they press, they shoot a lot of threes, they switch everything on the defensive end, and uh, and they're they're really a high octane type scoring team. They've they've got a lot of guys uh, one through four that 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 can pass, dribble, and shoot. And then they've got a a big kid in Osagi who's ex- the best shot blocker in Conference USA and one of the tops in the country. So 
Uh, very, very good team coming here on Thursday night and really looking forward to seeing our fans. Uh, we've got four out of the next six games at home to, to finish up conference play. So a lot to play for, a lot going on. Looking forward to everybody's support on Thursday night and Saturday. Yeah, of course, you got the bonus play then the following week. And I guess you won't really know the schedule or where you're going to play or who or what time until after the Saturday games. Is that correct? That's correct. And everybody in the league is playing at 2 o'clock on Saturday. So by Saturday night, uh, we'll have we'll have an idea and, and know where we're going and when and get that out to all of our fans. The earliest we would play would be the next Saturday and whether that's home or away, uh, we're not sure. We are doing Senior Day on on Saturday. I was going to ask you about that. Against FAU. So Saturday, 2 o'clock, we'll, we'll be honoring our seniors. And Derek Jean and, and uh, Daquan Bracey and Oliver Powell and Mo Muhammad, those guys have uh, done so much for our university and our basketball program. Yes. Yeah, and, anytime you have... You know, three or four seniors, it's always hard to let them go, but you know eventually it has to happen, don't it? Oh, no question. I mean, they've, uh, you know, they, Day-Day and, and, and OP and, J, and, uh, um, and Derek, Derek's been here five years now. He's already graduated. He graduated last, last May, but he's working on his MBA, and he's hoping to get that finished this summer. Oliver Powell's going to graduate with a business degree, and uh, uh, Mo has been here two years. He's... He's got his industrial engineering degree, and in data he's working towards his as well. So uh, proud of those guys, and it's going to be an emotional day and, 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 a, and a great day with some great seniors. Well, you know, it's, it's really tough. I don't care what a sport is, but especially basketball, for a, a young man to be able to travel as much as we do in basketball and still keep the grades up and be able to graduate in that period of time. It, it's a challenge. Yeah. It's a challenge, and, and especially in this winter quarter for all our, our, our tech alums out there that listen and know what the quarter system's like. I and mean, we, Our travel, we're, we're going every other week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of class. So the work that they're putting in on the road, uh, Monday, Tuesday, are so accelerated for, for these young men when we're here and the communication that they have with their professors and then, of course, our academic support working overtime to – just make sure that they're on top of everything. But it's a it's, it's a full load for those guys. And looking at the standings and the schedule, North Texas is at 10-2 and two leading the conference right now. Western Kentucky 9-3. Then you have Tech, FIU, and Charlotte all at 8-4 uh, and four in conference play. Then Florida Atlantic is 6-6. Six and six. Marshall is 6-6. Six and six. And uh, Old Dominion is 6-6. Six and six. And then you have a couple of other teams, UAV and UTSA, are both at five and seven, so there's a lot of uh, jam-packed uh, standings right now. The, the league is really good, you know, and I and I, I look at those standings and I, I think about the games with all the teams we've played, and of course haven't played FIU or FAU yet. But there, there's no there's no easy night, and in every game you play, home or away, it's a challenge. And uh, really good players, really good coaches. It's going to be for a, a great race. A lot has to be decided yet in these last two games. And then, of course, as we get into the pod play and, and then into the conference tournament, it should be really exciting. Kind of explain what the pod play, you have the, the top five teams uh, will play four teams. Is that correct? And uh, two home and two away. I guess uh, pod two is what uh, would be six through, what, 11 or 12? And they do the same thing. Yeah, it's 1 through 5, and then it's 6 through 10, and then it's 11, 12, 13, and 14. The bottom pod, they'll play somebody twice in that pod. Okay. Everybody will have four games left, two at home, two and away. 
there's a it's all based on your seating and the seating will first start with a tiebreaker of a head-to-head matchup if there's more tiebreakers that have to have there's there's more tiebreakers that they do but uh, the number one seed will play seed two and three at home and seed four and five on the road. And then that, you know, will cycle through and the same with uh, six through ten. But um, really good games, really good games to, to finish out the season. We've got two good games here at home, uh, starting with a really good FIU team on Thursday. And uh, like you said earlier, we're, that's all we're focused on. We had a good practice today. That's what we could control today and need to have good preparation tomorrow leading up to FIU. Well, again, I want to emphasize uh, – Saturday's game at 2 o'clock will be seniors' night. I mean, the, the four seniors that you've mentioned will be honored uh, prior to the game on Saturday, and and uh, it'll be tough to see them go, but they still have some games to play and hopefully some home games. That they'll, and you couldn't really schedule a senior night during the bonus play because you had no idea when you were going to be at home. It's exactly right, and that's, that's why we did it. Now, last year we didn't have this problem. We didn't have a senior. So uh, <laughs> so this, this year we're going through it, and, and I, I met with our seniors, and, and we talked and said, hey, we can we can do it our last scheduled home game, or we can wait to the night of the 15th and then know what our schedule is. But we've, we've got some guys that, you know, with families and arrangements and work schedules and things like that, they wanted to have a, a date that they could pin down. Well, that's great. Uh, so you fans, make sure you be there Thursday night, uh, 6.30, when the Bulldogs take on FIU, and especially on Saturday afternoon, at 2 o'clock against Florida Atlantic. Matter of fact, former assistant coach at Louisiana Tech and now the head coach at FAU and Dusty May. He'll be returning back to Ruston for the first time. So we'd like to let, let him have a nice welcome to go back to Baton, or to Boca Raton with a loss on Saturday. So And then, and, and then, then have the seniors uh, be honored on Saturday also. Well, I, I always say that to the underclassmen that the, the best way to honor the senior class is to play really, really hard and well for them. And uh, thankfully, we'll, we'll have two more home games after that. We don't know when those will be, but right. uh, it'll it'll be emotional at that time, knowing when our last game is, and then we'll celebrate it again. But this will be a good day to honor our seniors on the 15th and, and really looking forward to, to being back at home and, and having everybody out. We're right in the thick of this conference race. There's a lot that can happen, um, many games yet to play, and, uh, you know, looking for our fans and all their support. Well, just a reminder, next week, uh, Kane McGuire will be in this seat uh, handling uh, uh, inside tech basketball with uh, Eric Conkle. I'll be away with a couple of baseball games as we're trying to intertwine uh, basketball and baseball at the same time. So Kane has been working with me on the color broadcast on some of the away games. He'll do a, a good job, and I know I uh, look forward to having him on Monday night with you, Eric. Well, I'm going to miss you, Dave. Uh, yeah. Hey, did you miss the snow that we had in West Virginia? You know, it was, it's a great thing to visit. It's a great thing to visit, and it was pretty. It was, you know, fresh snow is wet yeah. in the yeah. trees and stuff, but it was, it was great for a day. Well, that's going to wrap it up for our broadcast tonight. Our thanks to Elton Taylor, our producer and engineer back here at the doghouse, and to Kane McGuire, media relations for Tech Basketball. For Eric Cockle, I'm Dave Nitz. So long, everybody. Live at the Doghouse Sports Grill, Inside Tech Basketball has been brought to you by Doghouse Sports Grill, official watch party host of La Tech Athletics, Fanbase Ruston, Old Tech, All the Time, and by Origin Bank, the official bank of La Tech Athletics.
The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the LaTeX Sports Network. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.